0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Market A Dude Podcast. Folks, we're going to talk today, guess what about marketing, but um, specifically marketing on your website. We're creating content virtually for people all over the country now, and the number one question that I see quite a bit is sort of like, okay, how do we multi-purpose the content or the videos you're creating? Now, we are multi your content on website and whatnot. But that's only when you're working with a real estate marketing dude, okay? What if you're not working with a real estate marketing dude? And what do you do then? So I wanted to bring on one of our uh, referral partners that really understands the digital side of marketing, especially in like what goes on your website, where should it go on your website? Like when it comes to laying out a a site in terms of design, feature, positioning, the story, which is what we're going to talk about, which is the best way to actually go ahead and do it? And what I've realized over the last 10 years or so of creating content, whether I was doing it as real estate marketing dude, or I'm doing it as Chicago real estate dude, is that content, you don't have a website without content, period. You don't have a website without story. And if you think you do, it's just an online business card trying to collect email addresses for sales. You don't really have a website that demonstrates your brand. What is your brand? And ultimately, what I learned is that the content on your site is ultimately what converts. And the more personable it ties into your exact story or your, or your exact brand, the better it converts. So what we're going to do today is um, bring on my preferred website vendor, one of them at least, and uh, he totally understands this. He knows exactly how to build a website that connects with people based upon the brand that they are. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Adam Wills. What's up, dude? Hey, Mike. Did I miss up what your last I, uh, name on that thanks?
1: one? No, you got it right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Two days ago, I called
0: this guy, I called him Adam Willis. Willis and he's like, dude, my name doesn't have an I in it. And I'm, I look closer and I had to squint. You know, I'm getting a little old in my turning 40 this year. So bear with me, man. All
1: right. I tell just us figured because of the bald head, everybody thinks I'm related to Bruce. <laughs> tell us a little bit
0: about, tell the listeners who you are, a little bit of your background. Let's get into this because I want to really deep yeah. dive down deep on the importance of connecting with people on your website.
1: Yeah. So uh, like Mike said, my name is Adam Wills. I'm a digital growth strategist and StoryBrand certified guide. But honestly, you know, I I don't think it's, you guys don't really care who I am. Um, Really what matters here is uh, who your audience is here, Mike. So most of them right now are probably wondering, well, who is this guy and why do I have any care over what he's going to tell me today? So I'm just going to kind of go for the jugular here and, and explain that. You know, I find that most business owners and real estate agents specifically fall into one of two camps. and they either are struggling with a website that isn't converting visitors to sales, or worse yet, they don't have a website at all and they feel overwhelmed about where they're going to start. And so really, my business was founded on the philosophy that it really just shouldn't have to be that difficult to get started with a website and to build one that works well for you and captures leads while you sleep. And so um, what we do is we work with people to make it really simple to get started with a website. Um, We first help people refine their message and then build an awesome website and then provide them with other services like SEO and chatbots, things like that, and lead magnets, sales funnels, to help them with sustained long-term success. And so that's kind of in a nutshell what I do and what we've got going on here. And you gave me a really great segue. Thanks for the the introduction on story in general. And so, yeah, a lot of people, they kind of get it wrong. You and I, we had talked last week and we were chatting about doing this podcast. And uh, you had made a comment to me about how the about page is your second most visited page on your website. And I thought, you know what, that's actually a really great way to start this podcast because I think that unpacks a lot of stuff for us to talk about why story is so important and why so many people get their messaging wrong Mm -hmm. and end up losing long term and feeling frustrated with their website and saying you know what this was a bad investment it just doesn't work for me so yeah if you want to dive into that yeah I think well there are there's
0: two types of websites I see of real estate so let's, let's start with this Um, What we're going to be talking about more on this podcast is not a website that in, in the real estate space right now, there's this term called CRM. And everyone thinks a CRM is a lead generating website with a front end facing like listing listicle that you could opt into. And it's got IDX on it. And then they have automation on the back end that drips on people. So folks, this really, really first, like online leads accounted for about 11% 11% of closed sales, whereas your database and your personal referrals and your repeat business and the people you meet at open houses and signage actually accounted for over 80% of closed business. Now, we're not going to be talking about lead generating on CRMs and how to throw a bunch of shit at the wall and cross our fingers and hope that something sticks. What we're talking about is how people connect with your website. Now, I'm going to use this podcast as an example. Those of you who listen to my show have been listening to my show for some time. I guarantee you that if I was on this show, I've been doing this for three years. And if I come on the show and I, I start talking like this and I start trying to be very professional and I want to sell you guys a bunch of stuff, none of you motherfuckers are going to listen to me, are you? No, you're going to listen to me because of my authenticity, of my voice. I'm a dude. Some people are like, hey, dude, you suck. I don't like you. You're too unprofessional. I say, hey, what? guess what? Fuck off. And then a lot of you are like, holy shit, I like Mike. He's cool. He's real. He's raw at the end of the day, I can't create the way I was wired. But my story comes out, whether the way I talk, my brand is being a dude, regardless of what it is I sell. So what we're talking about is what's your story? And your story is not, hi, I'm a licensed real estate agent and I help people sell, buy and sell houses throughout the San Diego market. No, that's what everybody says. That's what a salesperson says. What the hell is your story? Who do you resonate with? Who do you really attract? And if you think about it, look at the last 10 of your clients and there's a reason why nine out of 10 of them became your best friends. It's not an accident. It's because we attract like people we all do. There's a reason why I started drinking beers with every single one of my clients. And that's because I'm a dude and a dude attracts that. I did not attract doctors, attorneys or anyone that wears a shirt and tie because I fucking repel them. That's fine with me because I know my story. That's what we're saying. Right, Adam. That's
1: right. <laughs> with yeah, a little and, tangent. I mean, yeah, no, that's awesome. And, uh, You talk about your story and really what's captivating about that, Mike, is that it's how your story is then bringing your prospective clients, the people you want to work with into your story. That's the important part. And that's what we fail to do a lot of the times with our marketing in general and with our websites is we fail to bring people into our story. We have to invite them in first. And if we don't invite them in, they won't listen. People are bombarded with over 3000 different marketing messages every day. And it's just noise. It's noise if you don't call them into a story. And so, you know, you wanted specifically to talk a little bit about story brand. And so the biggest thing I can tell you, the biggest mistake that people make is they make their websites too much about them. I'm not saying that you can't talk about yourself and your story on your website, but if you're not also pulling the visitor into the story with you, then you've already missed the bar. Um, people want to make themselves the hero of the story and your customer is the hero of the story.
0: I love it. Let me stop you right there and just go, let's go through examples and I want you to take us through this and I'm going to, I might stop you on this and go a couple examples cause it's a good format. Yeah. So what, here's your typical real estate agent website. Okay. Let's talk about the about page. I've been in the business for 25 years, and I've been selling over that time. Over the last 10 years, I've earned three or four designations, and during that time, I've earned 567 reviews because I have known the market so much that I am the best person to sell your house. Trust me, there's no one better than me. That's all about you, as opposed to being like, over the last 15 years, I've helped 1,500 families buy or sell real estate. And what we realize over the course of that time is that families tend to have three or four different things that are most important to them. First is you're probably looking for the best schools if you have kids. And when you're in the San Diego Mar- market, you really don't know where that's at. Is that in North County? Is it San Diego County? And on top of that, if you're living here, you're probably working here too. So you want to know about what your commute is. How about the k- activities? Like I'm going to react and do more of how my brand relates to others because of that reason. Does that sound
1: accurate yeah. or yeah, you, you've you got the right idea. I mean, really, the, the message that needs to be said in that example is something along the lines of buying a new home shouldn't have to feel like you're walking onto a used car lot. Yeah. You know, people correlate realtors with used car salesmen. I'm sorry, everybody is listening, if you hadn't heard that before, it's true. That's how people feel. And so we want to say, you shouldn't have to feel that way. And it's not right. And here's why I have the authority to help you and here's a simple process. Now people don't go to your about page to hear about you. They want to go to your about page to hear about themselves and why you are part of their story and more importantly why you're their guide. And mm-hmm. so that's a critical critical principle because the big mistake that we and all companies businesses make is that we try to sell products and services to fix external problems, but people aren't motivated that way. We're, we're motivated to buy solutions to internal and philosophical problems. Wow. So if we're feeling frustrated because the last realtor we dealt with was a slime ball and he feels like a used car salesman. Well, we're, pro- we're probably going to be a little weary the next time we're looking to buy a new house or sell our home. And so that's the most important aspect to consider there is, is how you present that.
0: There's, There's a reason why.
1: Look at, look at how well CarMax is doing. CarMax yeah. is doing awesome because they're not the sleazy used car salesman. <laughs>
0: True. it's a good point. As a matter of fact, I did a, a few years ago I was a lot of my speaking went around the CarMax model. And you're right. They are 100% customer service focused. And the people on the floor at CarMax are not trained to sell cars. They're oh. actually trained on how to use Kelly's Blue Book. Front and back, and they help people come to their own decisions, yeah. um, so that they don't have to sell them anything. And you're right. That's a that's a that's a great example.
1: I um, was at a CarMax recently, and they had a really nice, shiny used BMW sitting on the showroom floor. And on that, and around that BMW, they had all of these little signs that pointed out all of the things that were wrong with that car that you wouldn't have known about had you bought that car from a private party sale or even another used car dealer. And what they said right there, when you walk in the door is, we understand it. your problem. We know that you're frustrated with other used car salesmen. And here's why we're different without having to say a single word. hundred percent.
0: Where do you think you see this and you coming in from an outside perspective of being a non-realtor. So it's a lot easier for you to look at our space and be like, wow, this is what you guys are doing wrong. But I think a lot of the reason is, honestly, I I blame a lot of the gurus in this business about why realtors are used as car salespeople because, honestly, like when I first started, that's how we were trained. Nowadays, it's more of like build a brand, do all this, but this shit wasn't around in 2002 when I started in real estate. Like Literally, how you got business was people either knew who the hell you were or you cold called, you prospected. My first sale came off of a cold call. I hated doing it, but... It's just the way we were taught. We were taught to have X amount of conversations, X amount of sales. And if you're brought up into a sales environment, which I, again, you guys can differ with me on this if you like, I don't believe we're in sales. I believe we're in service. I think that the second you turn into a salesperson in this business, you are a transactional brokerage uh, or transactional broker. You're, You're counting sales on your hand. I'm looking to build relationships and leverage them for more sales indirectly. So yeah. it's just a different way of, of looking at it. But what's the number one problem you say you think people have because, you know, they're taught to sell shit. So yeah. how do they, it's, it's hard for them to start storytelling when they're taught to st- sell shit all day long is what I'm getting at.
1: The number one principle and why that doesn't work is because when you do that, or at least do it that way, you're presenting yourself as the hero of the story. You're saying, here's why I'm awesome. Here's why I'm so great. Here's why I'm the best realtor you're not talking about the real hero of the story, which is your client or your customer. And so that's a big principle of story brand: is that the hero is always the customer. And here's the reason why. The hero is actually the weakest character in any story. So let's talk movies for a second. Luke Skywalker. Think about Star Wars. When we first meet Luke Skywalker, he's weak, he's confused, he's ill-equipped, he has no idea what to do. He doesn't know how he's supposed to win the day. And so ultimately he meets Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan is his guide and Obi-Wan teaches him how to be a Jedi, right? And so Obi-Wan didn't go knock down his door and say, "Hey, I'm awesome, I'm going to help you," right? Luke Skywalker had to find him. in his <laughs> so, door knock him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, the story brand, it's a seven-part framework and it starts with identifying who the hero is. You have to identify your hero. What do they want? What are their external, internal and philosophical problems? right cuz remember i mean we need to identify the external problem but we can't sell to them the external problem yes we need to point out the features of what we're solving so let me but- ask
0: you this because you're saying that it's not just is it just buyer or seller because the client is always a buyer or seller right is it a certain type of buyer or seller like parents because at the end of the day we all live somewhere so it, there's no shortage of business folks there's just a shortage of telling people what you do because everyone lives somewhere so everyone literally is a client It's not a matter of if they're going to move. It's a matter of when, which is statistical. So real estate is one of the easiest businesses to build a brand in because every single person's a client. So I look at it as a giant popularity contest. That's why we create so much content. But because of that reason, my question is, is that should an agent, like I'm all about an agent dialing in even further who they resonate with. Like, are you a Hispanic speaking, Spanish speaking agent? Because I don't want to just service everybody because I could sell anyone in my office right here a house. But the truth is that only one or two of them would use me because they would relate to someone else better probably. So like, should it be like, yo hablo espanol and viviendo en casa. And that should be the headline on my, that basically tells my story right off the bat, right? Versus I'm a mom realtor that helps families buy or sell
1: real estate versus saying I'm a realtor that helps buyers and sellers buy and sell real estate. It's too vague, right? Right. Well, the riches are in the niches, right? And so the more you can bring who you are and what your background is that makes you an authority as the guide into the hero you're trying to target, the more successful you're going to be. But I mean, ultimately, like you pointed out, there's always going to be different heroes that need different messages, right? I mean, we can't avoid that. And so when we work with clients and we talk about story brand and coming up with clear messaging what we often recommend is, you know, whether it's different products or different heroes, we come up with different messaging for those different heroes, right? Because a single mom looking for, you know, a two bedroom condo has very different needs and is gonna, a different message is gonna resonate with her than a family that's making, uh, you know, half a million dollars a year. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of identifying who the hero is and creating a brand script um, that's what we call it in the story brand world that covers that seven stage process to come up with those different messages you need to target that specific hero. Yep. So first things first folks is you got to figure out
0: who the hell your audience is. Who's your client? The jack of all trades is the master of none. Honestly guys, and you'll do, I'm a firm believer in this, but I'm not just saying this is my opinion. I believe this is fact is that you'll do more business figuring out what your niche is and matching it up demographically than if you don't. People don't remember what you do for a living. They remember how you do it and how you do it is everything. So like, how does a mom sell real estate is more memorable than a realtor just selling real estate. That's what I'm getting at, let's go on to point two. Let's see, uh, identify your brand first. If you need help with that, call a real estate marketing dude.
1: Yeah. So, so number one was, yeah, identifying who the hero is, which helps you identify your brand. Then step two is identifying what their external, internal, and philosophical problems are. Um, once you identify those, you know how to speak to them. I mean, I, I think we've kind of already covered that yep. as much as we need to at this point. But the third step is connecting with them through empathy and authority. And so you need to demonstrate empathy in understanding the, the problems that they're having, whether you've experienced them yourself or not, you need to be able to express empathy. Um, and then you need to express how you have the authority to be able to help them resolve that problem.
0: Yep. So let me go into like a video script for this. Honestly, like in the third or fourth segment of a video, whenever we're scripting these, is like, and look, I totally understand how you're feeling. You know, looking to buy or sell a house and it's not supposed to be a full-time job because I get you have to take your kids to soccer practice in between, but that's why we exist. You know, the yeah. first time I bought my property, I was stuck doing this, this and that and my kid was tugging on my leg and I couldn't do anything else. So I could totally relate right?
1: Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's excellent. Cool. Makes sense. So step four is summarizing a plan. And so people don't come to your website to read large blocks of text. (laughs) Actually, I think it was Microsoft did a study that our attention span now is less than that of a goldfish. It's like six seconds, right? So if you've got big blocks of text on your website, people aren't going to read it. People scan websites. And so bullet points or steps are key. And so when summarizing a plan, we recommend three steps is ideal, four if you have to, five is too many and you'll lose. So three to four. Say that steps. one more time. So three steps is ideal, four steps if you have to, five steps is too many and you'll lose their attention. So like three
0: steps for a blog post basically? No, three steps or,
1: to working with you. So, got it, got it, got it, yeah, yeah. So that might be find a find a, a home to to look at go and look at the home and then let's make an offer right so that's a three step process you, you know you can refine that as you need to depending upon who your hero is and what exactly your market looks like but yes three maybe four steps if you have to and what the process looks like to work with you so this is you giving them a plan to overcome their external internal and philosophical problems
0: it's almost like a uh, risk reversals sort of. Yep. Okay. I like it. Uh, makes sense to so, me. Let's keep
1: going. And then uh, step number five, because here's the problem at this point, you've probably created a connection with your hero. They recognize that you have what they need and yet they're still not going to work with you. Uh, they're not going to buy from you. They're not going to call you. And the reason is, is because remember our hero is weak. And so, you you need to give them a, a call to action. You need to say, okay, here's the plan, but I'm asking you to actually execute it, right? So, that next point in the story brand script is to call your hero to action. And so, there's two types of calls to action. There's a direct call to action and there's a transitional call to action. And your direct call to action is like going on a date with somebody and then saying, will you marry me, right? You're probably not going to do that on the first date. or You're going to get told no, right? So, Will you marry me? No. Okay, well how about another date? So how about another date is your transitional call to action. So you continue that process until eventually they take you up on your offer for your direct call to action. So in the website world typically what that is your direct call to action is something like call us, buy now, you know things like that. Your direct call to action has to be aggressive and strong. I see a lot of websites where people say things like, you know, get in touch or, you know, artsy, fartsy, fancy stuff like that. And it just doesn't resonate with people. You have to be direct and you have to tell them what you want them to do right now. Your transitional call to action usually works as some form of a lead magnet or a lead generator, a free downloadable PDF or a video or a class, something along those lines. Something that helps the hero get to know you better and demonstrates your authority and your empathy
0: so let me walk us through an example tell me if i have it right so everyone can track with us when i moved to san diego i was going to let's do this from start to finish on what we have so far so i was going to i bought the domain san diego transplant because i knew the only story i could tell was one of relocation from chicago to san diego so i was going to just target transplants yeah so that would be my audience right so there's step one Step two is the problem. So problem is this. It's like, hey, congratulations, you're moving to San Diego, California. That's awesome. But if you're anything like me, I made the move three years ago when I was online looking just like you are right now. I didn't know where the good schools were. I had no idea what the housing looked like. Like, If someone would have told me that every house in San Diego is dated from the 1950s, I would have had a whole different search. And no one told me that. Yeah. Right. So I've identified the problem. And I've also done empathy and authority with there, right? Yep. yep. Like, so over the last two years, what I did is that I realized this is a major problem. So what I did to, as I put together this relocation guide, that's going to outline every single thing that goes along with San Diego that you're going to want to know as someone new moving into this market, especially if you have a family, like I'm going to be able to show you what all the schools are. I'm going to show you the websites to look up for the school ratings, commute times. It's a big deal here like commute times, like if, if you're going to live and you're going to be working downtown, you might want to check out this suburb, this suburb, that suburb, but you're going to see all that inside of the guy. So it's going to basically give you the lay of the land so that you can make an informed decision. The Cost of living is very important. That's something I didn't, I didn't take into consideration when I moved here. Like I didn't know gas was three hundred and sixty two dollars You need to account for that shit. Like I'm just digging in at pain points and my call, that transitional call to action is my relocation guide. But my direct call to action is like, and if you have any additional questions and you just want to speak to me direct, pick up the phone and call me right now and I'll be able to answer any questions because you're in a different situation. But if you don't have any specific questions, then just go ahead and download this relocation guide.
1: Did I hit yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's perfect. You, you mentioned something in there. You talked about pain points and that's a perfect word to use. I love using that word because uh, when you're identifying the external, internal, and philosophical problem, those are pain points. And a lot of people hesitate to do that. They're afraid that, well, if I poke at my customer's pain points, they're going to just run to the other direction and they're not going to want to talk to me anymore. And that's just not true. That's a myth. You have to poke at the pain point, And here's the reason why. Because if they don't recognize that there's a problem they need to solve, then they're not going to look for a solution. And 100%. so if in the movie, you know, because all this is story, right? If in the movie there's a bomb that's going to go off, and in 15 minutes into the movie we learn that the bomb isn't actually real it's just fake there's no problem to solve anymore right so are you going to stick around to watch that movie cuz i'm not no nope. there's there's no reason to anymore it's boring there's there's no there's nothing to gain or lose by continuing down that story that makes sense and so the moment you stop talking about your your customers pain points that's when they stop listening
0: Yeah, because a lot, I I see a lot of like scripting and, and just anything on site will go right to why they should call them. And it goes into like a sale versus a story, you're right. What was point six and seven then?
1: So point six and seven branches off, if you will, in two different directions. And so the story has to end in either success or failure. And we have to tell them what that looks like. So again, our hero is weak. We have to remember that. Our hero is confused. They've not been through this before. You're the guide. You have the authority. You've been through it. You know how to help them, which means you also know what's at stake. You know what the success looks like. You also know what the failure looks like. You have to tell them, if you work with me, here's how you're going to experience success. Here's how you're going to, you're going to, you're going to finish this, this home buying transaction and you're going to feel like it was fun and it wasn't stressful at all. And I didn't feel like I was at a used car lot and I got the house of my dreams. And, I think it I makes mean, there's, sense there's for a of different
0: ways you can go. I think that's just like a case study for a realtor, at least on a script. Cause it'd be like, mm-hmm. so for example, take Jane here. Jane moved yes. to San Diego four years ago Perfect. and I met Jane right here and here's what Jane and Jane right now is living in a house and guess what? She got this house for a hundred thousand dollars less than market rate.
1: Yeah, it's perfect.
0: Case study. I love it.
1: Yep. And then similarly, the failure, we got to tell them, all right, if you don't work with me, here's what's going to happen. And that's another, similar to the point I made about poking at pain points, it's another thing that people hesitate to do. And a lot of times they just leave it alone. And that's a mistake. Because again, if you don't paint a picture of what's at stake for your client or your customer, then they have no motivation to want what you have to offer
0: totally i got this is such a good script like. it's such a good script layout i'm going to totally it's um, awesome. I, I yeah i have a like i just outlined the points like i could turn these into scripts like left and right it's really good. It's, good it's very similar to what i have but i like the way you laid it out better so folks for that last point let's just keep the san diego um transplant thing going on so failure would be like and listen so go ahead and download the link download the report right now honestly and don't do what Pedro did, okay? Because Pedro ended up not doing any research. He just moved to San Diego, and guess what? He moved in. He found out that his neighbor has a meth lab in his house. The kid's guy's got three kids, so you don't want to do that, right? So go ahead and download the guide or give me a call. Like that's
1: a pain point on failure, right? That's that's awesome, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. And freaking uh, meth lab. I'll, I'll give you a bonus, right? Because those those were seven different things, right? That's the seven part framework. Yep. And once you actually finish a story brand brand script like that you can see how you have seven different marketing messages that you can use in different collateral. So that might be a Facebook post. That might be a YouTube video that might be, you know, on your website in your email marketing campaign. I mean, you can use it all over the place, right? I'm going to give you an eighth one. That's kind of a bonus. It's not technically part of the brand script, but that is to understand that every human being is wired for a transformational identity, right? So everybody wants to be somebody different than who they are today. There's not a single human on this planet that doesn't want to be something different, want to be something better. So it's aspirational identity. And if you can identify what that transformation is for your hero, for your customer, of who they are now and who they want to be and how you help them get there, that's bonus points.
0: Yep. So I I would probably like, yeah, makes sense best case scenario, worst case scenario. Yeah. Best case scenario. Look, what do you have to lose? Download the thing or call me right now. Best case scenario. You end up finding the house of your dreams. You end up living there with your kids for the next 10 years and you never have to move again.
1: Yeah. Worst case, worst case scenario.
0: Yep. We talk, we have a good idea. I give you some good info, get some input you didn't have otherwise and let bygones be bygones, and we go our separate ways. So go ahead and click the link. You have nothing to lose. Yep. Love it. Very cool. So let's get back into a couple other things. Uh, I like it. And folks, go ahead and if you're going to come back, this is one of those podcasts that you could go back and rewind and write that down. What we really just outlined is a script layout, um, at least what I got for it. But it should be your brand story script. It could be. It could be your message. This could be a lot of this. It's really good. It's a really good layout. But it makes a lot of sense because we don't spend time thinking about content we create before we create it. And that's a lot of times, that's why it doesn't work, you know? So what else in general in storytelling, what else would you uh, say for agents? Any advice um, on how to be a better storyteller?
1: You know, obviously being a StoryBrand certified guide, I I, I believe very much in StoryBrand and the philosophy that they have built out. Um, It really, it just, everybody I meet, when I found StoryBrand, it triggered some things in me everybody that I have worked with in my client base as well as just people I've talked to and shared story brand with something just triggers and so if you want to get better what what I recommend is by uh, building a story brand by Donald Miller that's that's the book that talks about story brand but ultimately you got to dive into it and work with it and yeah, as a guide that's something I can help with but uh, You know, I can leave you, I can give you a few kind of golden nuggets that are my, uh, if you're not doing this, you fail type thing. As far as your website is concerned. Sure. The biggest one, and I like to joke about this with people when they come to me and they say, hey, look at my website. Tell me why people aren't converting. Why aren't people buying stuff? And I'll look at their website and I'll say, all right, if I can identify one thing that I could do on your website right now, that would more than double your revenue, would you give me a 10% stake in your business? And so, you know, they'll, they'll <laughs> chuckle and say, well, yeah, sure, of course I would, right? And so that like, No, thing I'm serious. Is, yeah, I'm, I'm serious, yes. Send so over the shares right now, in. I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's commission-based, right? Yeah, But uh, a button in the top right corner of your website, if you don't have a button right there that has your direct call to action on it, you're missing an opportunity. That's your cash register. So that would be like walking into Walmart and they hid all the cash registers in the storeroom. You wouldn't know where to go to even check out if you did want to buy something.
0: That's like schedule demo or contact now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buy Mine's, now, I have one in the bottom now. right yeah, corner. Whatever. Should I put mine in the top right? Top right, always. Even if it floats on a phone and all that? What do you? What do you mean? Like it's it's on every screen. Like it flo- it's a floating button.
1: Yeah, m- mobile is a little bit more tricky, but you can in your drop down inch. menu. Yeah. Usually, what I do is in the the mobile drop down menu, I'll put a button that has the direct call to action in it. Um, uh, but yeah, it, that direct call to action should be all throughout your website, everywhere yeah. they go. So that's big one, uh, number one. Um, there's also this thing called the three second grunt test, right? And so what that means is like you go to a coffee shop, pull up your website on your laptop and show it to somebody complete stranger and say, all right, I'm going to give you three seconds to look at this and then snap that lid shut. They're not allowed to scroll. They're only allowed to look at what's at the above the fold on your homepage. If they can't tell you in three seconds, what your business is, what your offer is and how to get a hold of you, you failed. All of that should be obvious and apparent. Above the fold in the top of your homepage. I, I agree. You said something earlier. I don't know if people picked up on it.
0: And even like we had uh, SEM Rush on the show. I think they're coming up pretty soon. But the topic of that was about SEO and how Google search sort of changed the parameters and all that and about content creation. And you said it too. It's like people aren't reading long form blog posts anymore. Is that like what is five to 10 years ago, I would say? Like true, true content marketing was write a blog post, SEO it, and put that blog post in front of a bunch of people. This was before video became very big, right? So, yeah. and I, I agree with you because my traffic on my website is, is down. Where we're getting traffic is from videos and from attention type stuff. Like it's almost like the crazier we are, the more traffic we'll get. The more balls that we get with our videos, the more traffic we get. So it's really attention-based. So mm-hmm. for somebody that's thinking about blogging is my question, is which is the right move now? Because I don't know the answer to this either. Like, it's hard to rank on Google for SEO right now, unless you're going very long tail keywords, guys, very yeah, hyper local right. focus. Yeah. So what is the right plan of action for an agent that is playing the long game? Like they want to create content. How important is the written content on the site to go with the video and sort of all that. Does yeah. that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My response to that, my advice is to start learning how to multi-purpose your content or repurpose it, make your life easy, right? Because you mentioned blog posts and you're right. People aren't reading long form blog posts anymore. YouTube is huge, which you obviously know I'm preaching to the choir here. Right. But what I often recommend to people is at the very least use your blog posts for your email and vice versa. And if you want to step into video, do the same thing. So your video, your script from your video can be your blog post, which can also be an email. And so repurposing that content is big. I want to go further down the path of talking about Google just a little bit, but before I get there, what I mean by, by all that. So there's, there's essentially two types of emails. If you're doing any email marketing story brand calls them sales emails and nurture campaign emails. I like to call them soap opera and Seinfeld emails. So your, your sales emails should be a soap opera. They're high drama. That's how you get people to buy your nurture campaigns should be like Seinfeld. It was a TV show about nothing, right? You, you, just, you just need to stay front of mind with, with the people on your mailing list. And people get hung up on, well, what's my click-through rate? What's my read rate on my emails? Yes, those are important things to pay attention to, but they really don't matter because ultimately, just to be honest with you, the goal of email marketing is to stick an email in your client's inbox so they see your name and have to delete it. And I know that seems counterintuitive because people are like, well, isn't, isn't that going to irritate people? Well, yeah, some people are going to get annoyed by that. But the people that get annoyed by that can unsubscribe. And if they do that, they weren't going to work with you anyway. So yeah. sign on. But yeah, I, I would suggest repurposing that content rather than trying to think of, okay, I've got to do a Facebook post and I've got to do a YouTube video. And I've got to do an email and I've got to do a blog post. Obviously that gets really overwhelming. If you're thinking those all have to yeah, be different things, it is. right? It um, is. They don't I mean, it they is. have to be different.
0: Folks. Again, I'm going to put my own ad on my own show. This is what we do for you. We multipurpose all of your video content on your site and on YouTube and all of that. But Adam's right. Is that regardless of if you're going to start creating content, you need to squeeze every bit of energy and juice out of it, putting it back on your website. Like does a website, does someone have a website if they don't have content?
1: No, there is, there's no such thing.
0: (laughs) I I agree. I think it's not just in real estate. It's every business. Like we are now all forced to create content. Like I didn't want to start a video marketing company, guys. I did it honestly because no one else fucking was right. I just knew how to do it. It wasn't ever part of the plan. It happened on accident, but it's because we know how to create content at scale and we know how to Actually, uh, multi-purpose it in the way that you guys really need it to. Where Adam comes in is Adam's really the guy that makes it look good on your site, and he knows how to, to build. So Adam's expertise is really designing your sites to fit the story brand message.
1: Is that right? That's exactly right. Yes. So
0: yep. it's almost like the way the, the way the design is follows that format based whether it's your pages or any of that stuff. And that's why it's so uh, that's why it's so badass.
1: Um, yeah, and we 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 joke uh, in the guide community there's actually a, a part of the structure that we use when putting together a website uh we have a thing called the junk drawer and the junk drawer is at the bottom of your website on your homepage and that's all the stuff that you previously thought was important on your old website yeah makes <laughs> sense <And close. so, laughs> you just stuff it all down there in the junk drawer yeah. um but to to go back to your blog posting the one thing I'll, I'll also say that is important is just because what you say is true about the difficulty of ranking in google with blog posts anymore Don't let that be an encouragement to stop doing it or not do it at all. Don't be duped into thinking, well, I can just do a YouTube video and I'll be all right. YouTube is awesome. It's the second biggest search engine on the internet. And right now, as far as what your cost is to rank for keywords, YouTube is the place to be. But Google hates static websites. If your website doesn't have new content on it, it's not dynamic and it's not authoritative, you're not gonna get ranked. So you can go through all this effort to put together a really nice website. You could even story brand it if you work with a guide. But if your content isn't dynamic and changing constantly, Google's just not gonna pay attention. Yep. Makes sense, folks. Content is what
0: develops that connection between your database or total strangers um, and yourself. Because honestly, it's sorta gotta be everywhere all the time right now. Especially in our space, when people decide to make a house buying or selling decision, they do it instantly. It's usually based upon emotion, but you never know when they turn that switch on. It happens relatively quick. What we can control is the amount of exposure we give people who have those thoughts going through their heads, right? Yeah. So what, that's really all we can really do in this business anymore. Folks, you're going to continue to see this. I've been saying this for four years now way before Tom Ferry started saying attract business because I saw it coming. I saw the writing on the wall and that's exactly what is happening right now is that everything is going to traction. Lead generation is dying in general. Look at Zillow, look at realtor.com. There's a reason they're pulling their leads from you guys. They're going into the space. They're going to compete directly against you, but there's more reason to why they pulled them. It's because people just weren't converting them, period. The consumers, the way they look for information online has changed. That's why content is so relevant. Content are our jokes, to date to get her to say yes guys yep. you feel me right yep. the content is 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 what allows us to really start the conversation and ask for that date if not you're like what adam said earlier you can't ask her to get married on the first date you're going to get slapped in the face it's the same thing here is like you don't ask them to become their agent and make the largest financial investment in the first 5 seconds they're more like fuck off I'm not, i don't know who the hell you are you got to get to their- know you they got to trust
1: you a little bit guys you can't just go right in for the jugular and using the right calls to action is important too. You know, yeah. just like on that first date, if your call to action is get started, you know, Th- think about it, ladies. How creepy is that? If a guy on your first date says <laughs> get started, well, what does that even mean, right? I mean, we do have wanna, to have do you want to get started now.
0: I might try that get one started, day. Do you want to you know, get started another now? date
1: or let's get married? You know, yeah. which is it? <laughs> get started so, with what, you creep? Yeah, yeah that's funny. exactly. Dude, great show,
0: man. Let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and plug your site and everything. If you guys need a website developer or you need someone to help you, Adam is the best in the business. He's on the show here. So Adam, go ahead and tell them how they can follow you, see you, connect with you and whatnot. We'll get this rep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And before I plug myself, I'm going to actually plug you and uh, your new uh, software, Sweet Assist. Have you guys seen that? It's awesome. It's really cool. And that's actually a really good transition into plugging myself because um, you, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Mike, uh, you will not find another web developer or designer out there that not only knows what Suite Assist is, but we know how to connect your website to it too. So we can connect your website so that when somebody comes to your site, signs up and opts in for your email or, or opts in for your lead magnet, their contact information will go directly into your Sweet Assist account. So outside of that, um, our website is sursumcreatives.com. That's S-U-R-S-U-M Creatives with an S on the end dot com. Um and you can check out a little bit more on there about what we've got going on. The other thing I'll leave you with here too, since we talked a lot about Story Brand and Story Brand coaching is a big part of what I do as a as a certified guide. I'll let you guys know about an option that you have available to you if this is something that interests you and you want to just um, learn a little bit more and get started with Story brand. We have a package that is 12 ninety seven It's kind of our, our entry level package for people, and what that gets you is a copy of the book, so I'll send you a copy of the books uh, Building your Story brand, and then you also get a 90 minute coaching session. After you read that book, you're going to put together your brand script. Um, There's an online version of it that the book will direct you to. You can build your online brand script and then you'll come to me for your 90 minute coaching session. We'll go over your brand script together. We'll make sure everything is fine tuned and and in the right place and says what it needs to say. And then at the end of that, you're going to end up with seven marketing messages you can use right away. And then we also put together during that call, what we call your brand script script, which can be used uh, as part of a nurture campaign in an email. You can use it as a sales letter. Uh, You might even use it as a bio. If you're somebody that does a lot of public speaking, Um, it might be your bio that uh, somebody uses to introduce you. Um, And then we also put together uh, your one liner. So your one liner is how you answer the question when somebody says, what do you do in an elevator, right? If you respond with, well, I buy and sell real estate, (laughs) that person's going to be asleep before they get to the next floor. Yep. So we, we help use your brand script, to put together a one-liner that captivates people and has them say, Oh, okay. I want to know more. Or do you have a card? And then finally, what we'll do is we will come up with an idea together for what a good lead generator might be for your website. So a downloadable lead generator. So
0: makes sense. Folks, yeah. take them up on end. Worst case, follow him up, and talk to the guy. He knows what he's doing. Folks, thank you for listening to our episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. If you know how to find us, folks. We create content. We'll dig out your brand. We'll create content. We create your videos. We script, edit, and distribute all of your stuff. And if you want us to run your ads, we can do that too. And if you're not ready for any of that, at least start checking out the software because what it does is it helps you market your database effortlessly in less than 15 minutes a month and you'll be everywhere all the time. It's really that simple. We focus on the audience that is responsible for the most amount of your business, which is the people you already know. So thanks for listening to our episode of The Real Estate Marketing Dude. Stay tuned to next week. Make sure you follow us. Subscribe to our channel on uh, YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, therealestatemarketingdude.com. Adam, is a pleasure. Thank you, dude. I had a great time. Um, good show. See you later, <laughs> bro. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.